Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Holy moly! Man, woman, and child in that foot in the aisles. Johnny the Jet Riders just tore them loose from their shoes. Oh, they don't have him yet? Look at Tommy Frazier. How many tackles can one man break? Touchdown. What's going on, Husker fans? Welcome back to Believe in Nebraska Football on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Casacho, hosting with Johnny the Jet Rogers and Eric Crouch. How are we doing today, fellas? So I'm like buddy popcorn, baby. Doing good. Doing really good. We got to win. <laughs> <laughs> and miracles do happen, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they yeah, do. If hey. you believe. That's why we believe. That's why our name is Believe. We believe in the Huskers. Hey guys, basketball is back and betting online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as you continue your source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. And the game got off to a start, uh, a quick start for the Huskers in that in that rivalry game against Iowa, huh, guys? And there they go, they off. <laughs> 24 to nothing. Man, I just felt oh. good for the players. Felt good for the players and the coaches. Oh, I felt, I felt good for so I felt good for us. For the fans. <laughs> everybody. I felt everybody. good for everybody. For the fans. <laughs> what a what a miserable run that we've had. And I felt so good. I was like, I I got my jersey on. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling proud. Uh Trey Palmer, what a guy. And and Casey Thompson, they they showed up. The black shirts played so good. And yeah, like I felt, I felt so good for the players that to Garrett Nelson hugging Mickey after the game. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it was an emotional thing. Like it's gotta be really hard. It's hard to talk about it. And it's, I'm sure it's even harder to go through just the painful losses and things that, that this team has had to endure and, you know, having to go through losing Scott as your head coach, whether, you know, he was doing a good job as head coach or not. Like, he, you know, a lot of these guys came here to, to be coached by Scott. So it ended up being a, a pretty happy ending. I mean, there are Huskers who have, who have, you know, come to this school, played here and graduated that never beat Iowa. So Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer showed up in their first year and, and got it done. So <laughs> the, I think that those guys will be remembered re- real. Their, their legacy is established. I think even I if, mean, even gotta, if, uh, yeah. I agree. I mean, they've had, I'm just thinking about this, you know, sitting in front of uh, three different head coaches in the last, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks. So uh, that's got to be pretty tough on a team. Um, yeah, they, they've had a lot of things that uh, haven't gone their way, 100%, uh, for sure. And, uh, but I, I think there's a, you know, there's some bright future ahead. And, um, you know, I'm excited about what, what the future holds and, and, you know, just being a uh, former player and 
and watching this season, um, they've got to be excited too. A, a lot of those players that, that are still on that team and they've got to be excited about what, what the future holds. And they got to believe like Johnny, you always say, you know, if you don't believe then, uh, then, you know, <laughs> you're out. So um, looking forward to, you know, like everyone else, you know, what, you know, how's this going to work out for them in the future? Well, I think we still got to do some recruiting. I think that uh, the new coach uh, that, uh, that we just hired, one of the things that impressed me about him, he really made an emphasis on the offense and defensive line, that you had to have a line, which is what's up front that counts. And I'm a firm believer of that my, myself because uh, I, I've been saying all season long, if you really wanted to beat us, keep the ball on the ground. Uh, Iowa didn't mm -hmm. do that. They started trying to pass. And most all the other teams are able to get first down at the first down at the first down because we just don't have the, the guys up front to really, uh, you know, to stop them. And we don't have the offensive line to, to push them off. So we're going to have to make some changes uh, and uh, definitely in our offensive and defensive line, you know, coming up. So I don't know how many people we're going to be able to keep, uh, but it's going to be slim and few. Uh, but I'm just glad that we did win this last one because Anything can, can happen if you just plan it right. We can't, we're, we just can't bully people uh, anymore. And, and that's what we got to get back to where we have the bigger and the tougher guys uh, because we certainly don't have them right now. Yeah. I mean, as, as great as that victory was, like, I think, I mean, I know I was sweating bullets down to the final, the, the final drive. Because, <laughs> right. Like they can't, they, they had 50 yards on the ground the whole game. An offensive line couldn't block. It was basically, you know, they're moving the pocket. Casey Thompson, you know, they're moving the pocket a little bit. And and our wide receivers, you know, credit to Mickey, credit, you know, to to Trey and to Casey. But like they they were beating their their defensive backs. And Casey talked about that after the game that he just that said that. I mean, I honestly kind of wish that they had done what Casey wanted to do, which is keep throwing. If you can't run it at all, keep right. going after him. You're up twenty four to nothing. All of a sudden, they only needed one drive to tie the game. They ended up winning. That's the important thing. But I think how close it ended up getting when they're up 24 to nothing showed that we just have some things that need to be done, that there's a there's a large hill to climb. As great as this was, as fun as that win was, there's a large hill to climb um, to get with Matt Rule. I, I will say, before we kind of dive into to Matt Rule and, and, and the, you know, the future of the Huskers, I want to say just what a great job Mickey Joseph did with this team um, really dealt a bad hand. <laughs> you have a team that's like losing to Georgia Southern. It's your first time being a head coach. You know, he had to, to, to get a team to believe that they could still win a team that had lost again and again, he got him to play hard. He undoubtedly him, Bill Bush, the, the whole staff got the team to play a lot, you know, really remarkably better as, as in that last game, that, you know, those, the, they never gave up, they never quit. And, and he left the team in a way better place than when, where he got him. So really hats, yeah, I mean, off, hats off to him. I mean, even, you know, it says a lot about Mickey just as a, as a person. And, and, you know, he, he was, is it first year at Nebraska too? So like the relationships with the players, you know, and the other coaches, um, you know, they're just starting their relationship with him too. So to, you know, so early on too to, to, to be given that, that role, uh, says a lot about their trust in him and 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 how the staff liked him and the players liked him and so uh, I was just happy to see that all take place and it was just so good to I mean another former player a QB just watching him you know walk the sideline with some confidence and 
And uh, sometimes he walked it with a little bit of concern too. I saw a lot <laughs> I so. concern on his face, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how uh, confident but, he was. <laughs> hey, but you know, he showed it. I mean, he walked. He had some moxie, even though I mean, he knew he didn't have the best product on the field. He was, you could tell he was out there working. Like it didn't matter to him who he was playing. He was putting he was putting a team together, oh, doing yeah. the best job that he could, and um, going out there and being a leader for the team, like. You know, it was nice to see him talking to his players and really getting engaged. And and I just uh, I, I loved seeing that. And I like seeing his energy. And and to me, you know, the, the head coach is, you know, responsible for how the team comes out and plays. I mean, that's just uh, end of story. And you can't expect like, you know, some strength coach or somebody else to get the team up. You know, I mean, that's got to be that's got to be the head coach's job. And that's not just done on game day. You know, that's done with weeks and weeks and weeks of preparation and, and leadership. And, you know, if you're if you're wondering how your team's going to come out and play on game day, then, uh, man, you're going to be in for, for a long season. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, I, I thought I'd say that about Mickey, too. I'm glad you brought that up because it's very important to talk about. We're all well, proud I, of him. I think that's going to be one of Mickey's jobs moving forward is to keep the team pumped up. I yeah. think he's gotten a lot of respect uh, from him. Uh, he's a, a players type coach uh, where I always was said about Devaney, I'd rather slide bare ass on a razor blade uh, than to disappoint coach Devaney. And he's that same type of a coach who gets a lot of respect for, from the players. And, and moving forward, I think that he's going to be that energy uh, that the players look to on game day. And uh, coach rule have several different uh, responsibilities, but that, I still think that that job is going to be Mickey's. Because Mickey does have the respect of that whole team as uh, those that are going to be returning. Well, I, I loved what he what Mickey said in the press conference after he they said you know did you did you did you get nervous like they're you know kind of watching the same thing happen that happened in the Wisconsin game were you ever nervous and he's like oh no I'm from New Orleans he goes I don't panic and and he said did the players get nervous and he goes no Daddy don't panic kids don't panic <laughs> but Johnny you're you're kind of you're you're kind of talking like like his future with the team is a foregone conclusion. Do you, do you, do you know something that, that we don't like, I, I think that, the, that I, I agree. I think that he should be with the team and that he should be retained. But do we know if that, if that's going to happen and, and how important is that to happen? Not just to the team, but the recruiting class to the fan base, I think, because a lot of people like, you know, I think all of us, like we love the job that Mickey Joseph did. We think he did a good job. I think some people feel like he, he could have probably been the head coach, not that, you know, not a knock against Matt Rule at all, but just that that's where it's kind of at. You know, how important is it to, to keep him on staff? Well, I think it's a must. Uh, I think it's a given uh, that, that he stays on uh, on the staff or else we start from ground zero again. And uh, we are building on momentum now, especially coming off the win. Mickey did a great job all season hold, holding it together. And to end with a win, uh, it really takes him to another level. And it's going to help them when recruiting. If they lose Mickey altogether, uh, then we have to start off all from scratch. We don't have anything that we actually have built on uh, for momentum. But I don't know where I've seen it, but I was under the impression that Mickey already had uh, a deal in place uh, for assistant head coach responsibilities. Uh, and that was part of the, the deal moving forward. Um, I can't remember where I've seen it, but I, I thought I read that someplace or seen it uh, somehow 
Um, I th- you're you're not wrong. Like I think they had a, the the interim head coach his taking that position structured in such a way that he could return to his old his former role right in the event that this happened. But I do think that that rule has to decide to keep him on. I uh, oh, could, yeah. could be wrong. I I, I think I, Mickey if, if Mickey wants to stay, he's damn. I don't think rule wants to uh, to rule him out. Because uh, he needs help, and he, he understands what Mickey has done more than we do. And he he can't really afford to lose that because we have a recruit, recruiting class that we've been recruiting already uh, coming there, just uh, thinking mm-hmm. Mickey's going to be there. So um, if it's in his best interest, Rule, uh, to make sure that Mickey's part a staple in this uh, in this on, on this team. Yeah, I agree. I think he's got to be here. Um, got to be. to recruit. Uh, his ability to 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 get the team up for games. I mean, right. To keep what's going on, everything you said there, uh, I agree with. I mean, there's there's no doubt that the team, the program, the staff, the players. I mean, everybody, uh, even the fans, better off if Mickey Mickey Johnson oh, was part the of the chancellor, the president. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody's behind that 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 program and, and behind rule. And I think that's gonna, that's going to be part. That's part of the deal. Yeah, I'd be so, totally shocked. And devastated if he really was. Yeah, and uh, I can see I, uh, Mickey. I didn't think that he really wanted uh, the job as much as we all want him to have that job. Uh, but I think that he did want to stay on and be part of the program and to continue on. And um, I, I hope that that's part of of what they're thinking because if, if that doesn't take place, then we're we're in trouble. Yeah, I com- I completely agree. Um, I think it's I think it's huge. Um, not just for the, not just for the team and for all of the football reasons that you guys just mentioned. I think the, the, though I think that those are all 100% spot on. The one of the reasons I think, and something that Scott had going for him when he was hired is that like you had the whole fan base kind of behind him, and it just doesn't. If if Mickey after beating Iowa, I mean I think I said last week like, we, you know it's I. I, I it's somehow the last time we beat Iowa, we fired the we fired that coach the next day, fired Pelini the next day, didn't win for seven years, and now the head coach that's beaten Iowa again somehow isn't our head coach today. But I think that him staying on, like like I'll if he doesn't stay on, I think that there will be at least a you know a faction of the fan base that is upset about that, and oh yeah, we'll put we'll we'll put rules first season under a lot of scrutiny. I mean, I think if it doesn't go well and they don't beat Iowa, all of a sudden we have a very negative energy flowing around this team. And and that's a thing that I don't know if rule has necessarily experienced before, you know, Baylor and and temple aren't the same kind of fishbowl. The Nebraska is, I don't think even maybe the Carolina Panthers are, is that kind of a fishbowl of like, this is, you know, everybody's very, you know, the, the stays very tight knit. If if they start writing bad stuff about the players here and about the team and what's going on, if everybody's not a hundred percent behind it, it'll t- it turns bad quickly. And and Scott benefited for years of just having the entire fan base behind him. I think we watched Pelini, who won nine games a year. That negativity and that faction fan base kind of drove that, you know, that tenure into the into the ground in his time here. That was kind of the undoing of the Pelini years was that there was just, you know, unrest under half the fan base didn't like him and didn't like the way that he conducted himself, didn't like getting blown out, and that and that happened. 
that will quickly happen to rule. I think if, if Mickey is not retained. So I, I agree with you guys that I, that I really think that it's, it's crucial to, to keep him on just to keep everybody in line and, and, and unified behind him continuing to coach. Cause I think he's a good coach and I think he deserves a chance. It's just, things will get ugly quick if he doesn't retain Mickey. That's what I think. Cause I think there's still a lot of work to be done and it's probably not going to happen overnight. Well, fellas, taking all that in consideration, I did also hear today that Mickey was interviewing. I can't remember the team's uh, name, but some team in the South that he, that he's uh, on uh, some type of uh, a deal interviewing for uh, a job. That makes me think that this thing isn't a done deal yet. You know, I think he's he's got to keep his his options open. Obviously, I mean, if uh, right. you know, to protect himself and his family and his his career. Like, look, if if Coach Rule has the final say, then uh, you know, and he decides not to keep Mickey, he's got to be he's got to have some he's got to have uh, you know a few aces up his sleeve. No, Mickey might need a raise too. You know, you you got to negotiate for a raise. He did a heck of a good job here. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you know you make a deal before time and uh, but after and things go as well as they did go, uh, it might merit some type of uh, well, I mean, you know uh, we'll put a little bit more in the pot. And and the Browns are already showed that they got to just give a guy seven what is seventy million dollars for eight years. Yep. And yeah, what do you think about that, Johnny? <laughs> you you got paid two times as much as Scott. <laughs> you you <laughs> wanted to see you wanted to see less than Scott. They said, oh, let's just do two times as much. Well, I tell you, I, I we we show that we're committed. Uh, we're committed. We put the money in. Uh, I think they already owed him 40, 40 million from the team that he left. The only thing that shocks me is that you give a guy eighty million, seventy million dollars who just got fired from another team. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. That's <laughs> true. You make more money, get fired. <laughs> well, you right. know what? <laughs> who just got fired from another team now? Uh, I could see if he was <laughs> had just won a championship someplace, but he just got yeah. canned and got uh, seventy million dollars. So I don't know what we're thinking. That puts us out there a little bit, but we're committed to it. So uh, if he if he can do what we need him to do, and we're willing to put the money behind it, we got our face fan base behind it. Uh, he really does know what to do. Uh, rather, even not being even a good coach, if he's not a good coach, maybe he might be a good organizer. And be able to get the people in here to, to get the job done because we're willing to pay whatever the price is. Uh, we're showing that for someone with the type of experience to pull a team together, to build a team. But he did just get fired from his last job. <laughs> yeah, he did just get fired. <laughs> so I think everybody thinks about, you know, saving, getting, you know, leaving Miami or whatever, and then coming and being so good. Like things didn't work out of Miami and he came back and it was so good. That's what you hope happens. Um, I think, you know, the thing that I felt best about was something that Trev said about, you know, rule. And I haven't done fully, you know, I've, I've looked at the records. Like I know that he built both programs up, you know, the first year wasn't great. Like one in 10 at, at, uh, at temple. And then, you know, the next season, two seasons or 10 win seasons. And a similar thing happened at Baylor, probably the second worst, you know, college football scandal, psych scandal at, at any school, you know, outside of Penn state with Sandusky, happens at Baylor. He able's you know, able to turn that around. I'm, you know, they won more games than they ever had. So that, that's great. But the thing that Trev said to me that stuck out the most was that it wasn't just that he turned those two teams around the way that he turned those two teams around. Couldn't have been more different. Like they were, they, the way that he, it was based on what those schools needed. 
and 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 what they needed based on their conference, what they needed based on the, the, the team makeup, what players they could get, what players they could develop. And that's really what Nebraska needs because doing, you know, we need somebody who's going to be able to work with what we got because we don't have everything that every school, you know, that, that Ohio State has or everything. But we need somebody who's going to be able to get us to compete with the better teams in this conference, you know, in our in our own way. And that and I, and I was happy to hear that that he did that. So you were at the that that introductory press conference, Mickey. That thing was a spectacle. Like that looked like a lot of fun. How, did you did you get you get a chance to talk to him? Oh yes, I got I got. I'll, I'll show you. I have a picture of he and I uh, and his son doing a Heisman pose. <laughs> uh, so that's been posted. I love that. I'll, uh, I'll I'll send you a copy of that. Uh, yes, I got a, 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 an opportunity to talk to him, and I talked to him about uh, a former player development being one of the things that I would like to see happen uh, uh, down there because we have play, former players all over the country. Uh, we have uh, we have former players in the pros. Uh, we have a lot of different uh, players and different people that can help us in our in our recruiting efforts all across the country, and we failed to use that. So I told him that I'd hope that we start taking a look at that and build that fan base up before former players that actually would be able to help with the, uh, and correlate with the program. And so he said he would definitely take a look at that, and that was possibly in his plans. So, yeah, we, we talked a bit, and um, I told him I really wanted to welcome him here and support him and what he was doing, and that's the trend and where we wanted to go. We wanted to give him a fair chance uh, to get the job done. And... Um, it's an uphill battle. And, and we don't, like I said, I told him quite clearly that winning isn't everything, you know, but here in Nebraska, we rate it right up there with oxygen. It's pretty <laughs> darn important. So <laughs> whatever we can do to help him, we're willing to help, but we had to put more time into our local players in Nebraska, uh, our local talent. You know, lots of times I see that we take our local guys for granted. We give other guys scholarships over them and expect them to walk on. And I can't ask a guy to walk on. Uh, when they have scholarship opportunities at other places, and we need to we need to recognize our talent and and recognize that they need scholarships as well, and to treat them that same way and get, get our local talent together because that builds the fan support all the way around. Yeah, I, but I we agree. haven't done that. We haven't done that here in Omaha. They very seldom give scholarships uh, down there. Most of a lot of our talent, Iowa does. They help a lot of other people around us give our kids scholarships, but. Um, we want them to walk on. And, yeah, it's yeah. not. I, I I look forward to the day where they're getting more scholarships. You know, here out of the state of Nebraska. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's a must. And and I did watch the press conference, and I think he did mention that. You know, getting back and recruiting the state of Nebraska. I think that was one of the things that he talked about is, you know, keeping the the, the talent here. Um, you know, and you know, my I guess my first impressions were that, you know, he seems like a football coach. You know, like from from just from the way he handled the press conference, the way he handled himself and what he talked about. And, you know, he can motivate. I mean, you can tell that right away. Um, so I was real impressed with that. And, you know, I didn't I don't know. I don't know Matt Rule from, you know, I'm just this last couple of weeks. You start you know reading about him a little bit. So you start to find out some of his history. And that was I'm sure like a lot of people, I did the same thing. Uh, but to see him stand up there and, you know, talk about you know, uh, wanting to be part of the community. You know, I thought that was pretty darn cool. Uh, he wanted to have his family be part of the community. And it, it wasn't about just, you know, anything that he was going to do by himself or, you know, it was going to take the whole, you know, the whole program and the whole state. 
and I thought that was pretty neat because I do believe football is is the the biggest and best team sport you can have. And but uh, it's got to be looked at like that from from the head guy. So I do appreciate him saying that. Uh, that was big. Um, you know, he definitely has the confidence that, that you're looking for in, in in that moxie in a head coach. And you start looking at where he's been. And he's been a lot of places. And um, you know, and I and I think you can tell he's going to be he's going to demand. <laughs> you know, he's going to be a, he's going to be a demanding guy for uh, you know for the players and coaches. And practices are going to are going to be tough and they should be tough. And he talked about toughness. And to me, Nebraska is a place where you got to be tough. I mean, it's just, it is the way it's been in the past and that's how we were successful. We were physically and mentally, uh, you know, tougher than the opponent. And that's how we won a lot of games. And and that meant, uh, you know, being tough means a lot of things. You know, it it means training hard when when you really don't want to. You know, and it means, you know, sacrifice. And it means a lot of these things that, you know, when you, you play hurt, you know, I mean, football is a, a, a game of pain. And, uh, you know, you've got to play hurt. You, you know, I was, I don't know about you, Johnny, but most of my games, I was never 100% healthy. You know, no, you're taking no. a beating and you got to, you got to keep going. And, you know, and, the, and, that, and when other players on your team watch that, uh, they gain respect for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's how you that's how you build your team. Uh, yeah. You know, Eric, you play for the, your 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 teammates. Uh, those are the guys you really don't want to let down, and so you give that extra bit for them, and they give that extra bit for you, really mm-hmm. to to make it happen. It's it's an agreement uh, going team wise, and and that's why I hope that uh, Coach Rule can pull them together and make them understand it's not about him; it's about we, not me uh coming together so they will get that mindset uh that we have to pull this together but we're going to have to get and, and i'm sorry but we're going to have to recruit better players than we have to be able to have the players to have the kind of confidence in each other because like i said Monty johnson and um, a couple other people like that who played second string uh, uh at our at, at when i played uh they're they're all pros, but when 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 the second team came in, it was no different. So we can't have a drop or a lag uh, mm-hmm. because we don't really have a personnel uh, in there. Uh, so it, they have to be smart, and I hope he's a smarter coach than he is tough. Uh, the players got to be tough, but the coach is going to have to be smart and really pull them together where they really appreciate it and don't want to let the coach down. Well, and I think creating a culture where you want it, the players got to want to be there. You know, you can't be wanting to leave every year. You got to create a culture where people want to get into this and they want to stay there for four or five years and develop, and right? You, you know, and if they know they're going to get developed and have a chance at going to the NFL, because I mean, if you come in from high school and you don't really develop, I mean, your chances of going to the NFL are pretty darn slim. So, I mean, they got to develop the players. And I, and I heard him say that, that that's going to be one of the things that, you know, they work on. Yeah. I think he, he prides himself on that. Um, and and I think you guys are right too about the getting the, the kids from Nebraska. I saw a list the other day of just like how many kids, how many kids have end up going to to and and to different schools and which schools they were. A lot of them are in the Big Ten. I mean, it was just like, oh my gosh, that's just that can't be happening. We don't have the population mm-hmm. to afford afford that. No. So and I think sometimes it's that they're not getting scholarships, and sometimes it's you know we you know we don't you know we're not an attractive place you know no one wants to come and come and lose so so winning will, will winning will cure that 
and, and, and toughness. I think that that all, that that's all right. I think everybody loved hearing about the offensive defensive line. I think that's going to be incredibly important. I think we've known it's incredibly important. Um, at being in this conference and the way that every team plays, the way the teams, particularly in our, you know, side of the, of the conference um, for as long as there still is a side. So, so that's huge. And, 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 and you guys are right about toughness and, and, and people, you know, playing through stuff. I mean, I think Casey was a prime example of, of, of a tough player. Can you guys believe that he's playing with a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder for the, for the whole season. <laughs> that's unbelievable. So players doing stuff like that um, and, and, and getting, getting better in the trenches, I think is, is he said all the right stuff. I think that's the bottom line. He said the right things up there. Um, and, and, and it's going to be, I, you know, when you all got to give him a chance, how quickly does he, is he able to turn it around? I think people will probably expect for him to turn it around in, in a couple of years. Like I don't, the, you, know, you think they go bowl game next year. I think they would expect to go to a bowl game. I yeah. expect to go to a bowl game next year. I, I do too. You know, I, I think you have, you we, gotta we can go out and that. recruit whatever we need to to be able to at least do that. Because I really thought we were going to be able to pull that out this year, even yeah. with the the situation being uh, like like it was. Well, it but, is. But we have to. We have. We don't. We don't have the personnel. Like I said, John Dutton and Monty Monty Johnson, are our second team, when they came in uh, with Richie Glover and Willie Harper. We did not see that big of a difference at all. And so I, I remember very vividly here this season, I went down the field uh, when we were playing Oklahoma and I seen Oklahoma players, the linemen and uh, the team, and I seen our team and our team looked like boys compared to those guys like me. It, it was no way that I had confidence. And I mean, I'm positive. Uh, I'm a positive person, but I was positive that we weren't going to win that game. Because they had they had horses, they had got seriously, they had recruited the the right kind of players, and we did, we hadn't. Well, let me let me tell you something on the on the bull, you know, because uh, I agree that we we you know the development's going to need to be there. We're going to need better players. I think Rule said that. But on the do we expect to go to a bowl game thing? It kind of goes back to our conversation about Mickey Joseph because I think that had Mickey Joseph, I mean. You know, this, the despite season. this team, if he had started off the season, right. given the teams that Mickey did end up beating, there's no question that he would have beaten a Northwestern team and that, you know, that Bill Bush would have beaten a Northwestern team that didn't win another game for the rest of the season. That's who they were. That's who, <laughs> that's who the Huskers lost to to start the year. That's who Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer lost to under that. I mean, it is what it is, but like we let a coach, like, I think he would have won that game and I know he would have won that Georgia Southern game. That's 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 the six right. wins. That's right. six wins. So it's a given. That the six wins he would have had if it, if Mickey Joseph had been our coach, we would have had six wins this year with the all the problems that we're talking about. I agree. The depleted roster with with you know Scott lack of development for for however many years. So you know as bad as the roster is, that's fine. But I do think that you could come in. And and I'll tell you what, if you don't retain Mickey Joseph, everybody will be talking about that next year. And don't oh. make a bowl game. So you got to keep him on staff. And I think that that should be the expectation. Yeah, I definitely think it should. I think a school like Nebraska should make a bowl game. Um, Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And like I, I think said, it'd be bad enough if, but for whatever reason that they don't keep Mickey, uh, he's not part of that process. Then then it's going to be a whole different type of environment around here. Period. Yeah. We don't have anything that we don't have anything to build on. 
Uh, he, he's giving us momentum right yeah. now and confidence the, that we can move class. forward. Okay, yes. Like you said, if he had a start the season, uh, we would have won a couple of more games and we would have went to a bowl game. And so now that we have a new coach and Mickey, that we should be guaranteed darn near a bowl game our first year and start moving up. Uh, it's just about having the confidence. You know, this is not Temple. This is the Big Ten. And we got SC coming in. Was it Texas coming in too? I know another one. We got to play Colorado. We got to play UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're coming in. Things are going to get tougher. I don't, so. I don't think they come in next year. They come in in 24. No, not yet. Not next year, but the no, they are two, coming. Two years, two years from now, yeah. they're coming. They're, they're coming. You have to play Colorado next year. So we have to, you know, everybody's going to be hyped for that. I hate Colorado. So, you know, <laughs> they, they win one game. I don't, they, they, I don't know what their record ended up being, but I know that they're talking to Deion Sanders. I know Deion Sanders confirmed that they've offered him the job. So they could be prime versus Matt rule next year. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> will be a wild game, but we, I think he's off. I'll say this. I think that he's off to a good start trying to get Casey to stay. That's I know that he's made a big effort. He did it on Saturday. Right. So a day after the game, he talked to Casey for an hour. Casey said that, yeah, he called me, you know, he's there. Casey's still evaluating it, but he has told me that he would like me, for me to stay and that he'd like to get, you know, well, how is Casey? Me what he wants. You think Casey's going to the pros? I think he would have a chance to be drafted. There's well, a ch- I think that that'll probably look at what but, his draft grade would be. Like I know Trey Palmer left this school to go to the draft because the draft grade is good. Like I think that he will be drafted and it's a good, he in one season was the best receiver we've ever had. So <laughs> he, his draft grade was good. I mean, I think Stanley Morgan was drafted. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes sense that, that Trey would be drafted. I mean, the truth was Trey had the best season of any Husker ever with like a wounded Logan Smothers and yeah, you went right past you, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So, so, you know, he, he, he'll get drafted. I think Casey will probably look at that. I think I would like to hope that Casey is not probably looking at a, another school. I hope he wouldn't be trying to, to go in the portal, but he, he ultimately has to do what he thinks is best for himself. I think, you know, Trev said that he wasn't going to try to win the press conference. I think that, you know, he did with this, with this hire. Most people in the country think that this is an amazing, you know, a, an amazing hire, the perfect hire. So we, we've managed to kind of, you know, after Scott, everybody felt that way. Obviously that's not everything. Cause we, everybody thought that about Scott Frost too. And it, and it unfortunately didn't work out. So now you have Matt rule, another, you know, another great, he's, the, you know, things are positive. I hope that, you know, lots of, you know, the, the quarterback stayed, Tristan Gebbia stayed when Scott was hired. You know, they, they want to take a chance to, to be a part of that. I hope Casey wants to do that. Otherwise, I think we may have to look elsewhere at quarterback, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, some of some of his coaches, though, have started to take shape um, with Marcus Satterfield um, being the kind of the biggest hire that he came from as uh, offensive coordinator um, from South Carolina. I don't know that much about him. I haven't like watched a ton of tape of South Carolina's, but I know that they, that South Carolina beat two teams in the top 10 scored 94 points on them in the last couple games. Mm-hmm. So beating Clemson and Tennessee, you know, that that's kind of speaks for itself and, and, and it's his guy. So, you know, he's been, you know, so that that's good that he's bringing him in and 
I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about Satterfield. I don't know if you guys know more about him than I do. I don't know much about him at all, really. I don't either. Yeah. I'll have to look but, him up. I didn't hear that they had they had hired an offensive coordinator. I thought some of the stuff that I was hearing was mostly defense and maybe strength coach, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't see it so today. They, so there were some people, the the, the defensive guys and strength and co- conditioning were um, from from the Panthers. So, so players left. To, to, uh, Evan Cooper defensive back coach recruiting coordinator mm-hmm. obviously wasn't a recruiting coordinator in the panthers but he's been recruiting coordinator he's been with rule since temple um he was with him at baylor so he'll come in that'll obviously kind of you know fill a role there uh you know that probably means that travis fishers is is out obviously um which is which is kind of like unfortunate i don't i don't think the defensive backs played that great this year um there was some turnover there but I thought that they would be more more prepared. But I overall thought that Travis Fisher was a pretty good coach and a good recruiter. So, but this is these are the things that happen. Um, Terrence Knighton, um, I don't know that much about him as a coach, but I remember everybody. I think everybody remembers him as an NFL player. Like he's a, a huge man, so he'll be coaching our defensive line. <laughs> he's a he's a big boy, even for uh, an <laughs> NFL defensive lineman. So. Well, at least our, you know, defensive line coach will be the kind of size that we're looking for. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then Corey Campbell is a strength and conditioning. Um, So so Zach Duvall, we know has not, you know, has been let go. So, um, which is, is what it is. I don't, I don't know that the guys, you know, got, I don't know if the strength, I mean, we talked about it this year, that like, you know, the guys, the games would start off well in the fourth quarter, we get pushed around and, and that, and that's not, a good you know that's not a good sign or a good evidence of a of, of good strength and conditioning program so this is probably a good start also Corey campbell's like a really he's got crazy veins popping out like he's exactly well a little bit of a stout guy so the <laughs> cory campbell's pretty ripped so maybe that'll be uh maybe that'll be a good sign other than that like i don't know you know you don't know that much about these guys so i think looks good i mean he's getting getting his guys in here and you know we'll continue to see, but I think, I think the future is really. I, I don't know how much better it was going to go in terms of who we were going to hire. I mean, I think Urban Meyer probably would have been a mistake. Like I think that you know he you wouldn't. I don't think would have had that kind of a press conference if you hired Urban Meyer. I don't even know if Urban was looking. I know that that Trev said he was looking at thirteen other coaches, and we'll never know who they were. But I'm sure that some of the people that floated around in the rumor mill. This whole season are are on that list. And I think, you know, rules got to be up there with, you know, really at the top of that list. And so getting him is a, is a good sign for the future. Well, I sure hope so. I, I still can't get by uh, just getting fired. And, and that's our rule, our, 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 our hope for the future. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is I true. Mean, well, you know, uh, Johnny, I mean, you go to the, you know, college coach versus the NFL. And, and sometimes that just is a, a whole different game, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, that's that's the way I've seen it. A lot of guys go to the NFL from college and they come right back, you know, after a few years. I think that happened with uh, uh, Chip Kelly when he was making his... Uh, I did. And, UCLA uh, is really good. Really, get, yep. really got it so, back. I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't translate. Maybe it's a program you're at and, and, and the pros too. And you know, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'll, I, I'll tell you this, like about Matt Rule, like I think my understanding... And what I kind of think didn't work out for him is like what he kind of made his name doing in college football 
he said this much during the press conference was that he likes to take players and develop them. And that being like, he, I think what he was doing was taking kids who, you know, were maybe had size and speed, but just fundamentally weren't really sound in a lot of ways at, at the schools he was at. And he was able to kind of teach them how to play the game. Whereas like in the pros, like those guys are kind of, you know, they're kind of developed and it. And a lot of the coaching in the NFL is based on, you know, what system do you run and how do you utilize the developed players that you have? And, you know, what system, you know, do you utilize the, the skill players that you have? And does your system emphasize their strengths and stuff? There's a lot of that, that kind of stuff. You're not really developing some really strong, fast guy and teaching him how to play football. Well, I don't know. That he never I, has. I, I would think that you'd have more opportunity to develop a person in the pros than you do in the three years or so that you have in college. So you have time there. Yeah, we don't we don't have time. We we our guys have to come in when we, we that's why we start freshmen sometimes because they come in, you know, ready to play. But you don't have you don't have a lot of time. That's why we don't we can't keep in developing the players we that we have now. We need players to come in from a junior college ready to play. Well, we, we're, we're knowing the, knowing systems. But uh in, in the pros you could you could have three, four, five years. You could develop people. We don't have that time. We got to get players that are kind of ready to go right now. And, and they always talk about boys, but our boys are young men. I think, I think he's going to need some time, Johnny. Like, I think that he's probably going to need to bring guys in young guys. I don't want to, I hope that we're, I think being in a position where you have to start freshmen, is not a great position to be. We may be in that position depending on what we, you know, the depth we have at certain positions, but like, well, not necessarily freshmen, but like I said, the junior college guys, we can bring in to play. They play enough to initially get to get to a bowl game and then build on that. But uh, I think but, he, but, he needs but, to develop the classes that the, the young, the really young guys that come in. And I think that's what he's supposed to, that's what, that's what he says. And that's what he, people tote that he is able to do. So that's what we have to, we have to give him some time to do that, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I agree though. I think that you have, we have, I, no one, I like that. He said, I'm never going to go out there and coach a game that I don't expect to win. And that like people come and pay them that I really liked that, that he said that, cause that's what I think about all the time. Like I remember watching the Ireland game and just thought of how many people spent thousands of dollars to fly to Ireland to watch the Nebraska, right. and watch that misery watch Scott call an onside kick for no, I mean, just, and to know that that to, to have spent that money and then watch Northwestern lose every other game, the rest of the season, that's miserable. I mean, that's, that's really miserable. I, that's really expensive. A lot of people don't have that kind of money. And like, I really appreciate that. He said that people, that, that he has a responsibility to this, to that, that he thinks about that, that everybody's coming and putting their hard earned money to, to, and paying to, for a ticket to watch this team play and that he thinks about that and expects to win the game. He expects to at least put a team out there that he's proud of. So he said, he said all the right things. He said all the right things, I think. So no, I'm excited about the future too. I, I, I echo those statements. I, he's the right guy. Um, I like to support the, the head coach and, and uh, uh, especially in this situation, I think mm-hmm. we got a good one and, and, Hopefully Mickey, I'm I'm hoping he's a, he's on board because I think Johnny, you're right. You know, just got a little momentum with Mickey and what he did, uh, and what he's capable of doing, and we need him. So uh, need with those him. two guys, you know, you keep moving forward, Agreed. and you you know you don't lose the recruits that you've got in hand, and uh, you you get you get more, <laughs> you know, because you're you know you can say, hey, we've got a pretty good thing going here, 
it's hard to go in and recruit and say, "Ah, oh, we just lost half the team here and we lost all of our coaches <laughs> and everything's gone and we're, uh, but come here, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's tougher. That's a little tougher. So, um, you know, I, I, I like it with Mickey a hundred percent and, you know, Johnny and I, we're both, you know, former players born in Nebraska. I mean, we, we want to see this thing succeed. And so, um, you know, from a former player's perspective, we, uh, you know, we're, we're looking for all the right things were to me, like when coach rule was on the press conference and, and to me, he just, you know, there was, it just seemed like he was a coach to me, you know, like I was just trying to read into it maybe a little bit too much, but he seemed like a, a real football coach. And, and that's what I appreciated, you know, old school mentality, um, you know, and it's been a lot of places. So he's seen a lot of things and he probably has that nasty taste in his mouth from that one season where they won one game and he doesn't like that anymore. You know, I mean, and you can tell he doesn't because he turned those around pretty quick, you know, a year or two later, they're, you know, um, winning 10, 11 games. I mean, that's just, that's pretty good. If we can do that here. Then we're, we're, we're doing all right. Oh, yeah. Well, I, this, I, is, uh, this is a big 10, a little bit oh, different. Yeah. It's going to be different too when you bring It'll UCLA and USC too, because you're bringing two top programs now. And that's right. And what happened oh, is, yeah. you know, when that happens and we don't have our ducks in a row, we go further down the list. So yeah, USC is ready to go. They're yeah. in the play. They're in the playoff. But hey, this guy coached. I mean, bad taste in his mouth about a one loss season. I'm sure he has. I know he's got a bad taste in his mouth about getting fired <laughs> from his NFL <laughs> yeah. job. And he coached. In the oh, NFL. I don't know. They, they still they, they, they still owe him forty million though. <laughs> it can't be well, that bad. I I don't know if you got does does that get offset though because we paid him. Like I think it gets offset. Like I think they don't have to pay him now because he's Somebody getting paid pay more him. to we be might, here. We might pay him, but uh, we might have to. We might have taken over that liability. I don't know. Or he I might. Think we did. That's like what pay. the. That's why like it was tough because we were right last week when we reported that he had uh, you know that he had turned it down. That was what they were talking about. That there was a moment where they didn't think they were going to get it done because they're negotiating not just with each other. Trev's negotiating with Rule and with the Panthers about like what the situation, what the contract's going to look like. So, um, well, that would be better. That means that we took over the forty million rather than and then gave him uh, what thirty more. So we're paying him forty. We're paying him. Yeah, we're paying him a lot of money. <laughs> they, they got Twice off the hook. I'm pretty Scott. sure. I think the Panthers are off the hook. Um, it's not like Mike. I mean, yeah. The, uh, I, I'm sure that new Trav number tried one to... Husker fans, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're rooting for us. They're rooting for us. But yeah, I mean, I I I think I think things will things will be good, and and I I'm excited for the future. With Let's Matt. follow it. We need we need to follow it closely so we can see what steps and moves that they're actually making, uh, and who the type of coaches that they're they're getting for support, uh, and and all those positions because it's just really you you build that foundation in the coaching staff and see what their reputations are, where they're coming from because it's, it's we're as good as the coaches. The coaches really have to stay on top. Other players, you have to have confidence in your coaches. And I, I think that's one of the things that Scott went wrong on, uh, being late for meetings and different things that the guys just weren't taking him as serious as uh, as we did. And I, I just don't want to talk ourselves into something like we talked ourselves into Scott when we first got started. We expected so much and really got nothing. And um, our expectations are higher even now. We expect even more than we expected before. Uh, coming in and 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 the the 
the arena's getting tougher with the UCLA and and SC coming in. Uh, we got to get ready because we, we could be on the bottom for a while still. Yep, yep. But I I, I think we all have 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 faith in we were. I mean, yeah. there's a, there's nothing to be ex- except excited right now. So we're just there's nothing but Kool Aid to drink. We can't we can't know what it'll do, but we'll we'll get to see soon enough. Um, Hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That brings the, the you know the the regular season to an end here, and unfortunately, since we don't you know play in a bowl this year, that is the end of the season of this show. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Loved having you guys in the mix this year. This is this is amazing to have you guys come on and host. Um, you know we'll 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 be getting another episode out there for signing day, um, and then you know we'll be back covering college football and the uh, spring football. I'm sorry. Um, and be a lot to cover because there's going to be new coaches hired. It's going to be, you know, obviously a lot of the, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the recruiting class shapes up and um, it'll be interesting to see what competitions look like in spring football. Yeah. I appreciate all, right. all you guys. I can't There's wait. A, a lot of fun and like hearing Johnny's perspective and yours as well, Sam, you know, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. This will be yeah. fun. Can't wait to our next show. Yeah. We'll, we'll kick it. it off. Spring <laughs> ball. Great, Here guys. we come. And as always, go Big Red. Every day is game day, y'all. I was raised in Nebraska, but one time I journeyed south. And the things those Okies said down there Made me wipe out a couple of miles They like their Sooner football And they don't like the Huskers enough But I surprised them all when I sang this song I made them take off and run You can boast about your victory Tell me all about your team But when we meet on the football field Your bridges won't be clean You can brag about the Sooners And sing your old fight song But don't come across our borderline Cause you knuckleheads don't belong Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.